why do guys really love sports and video games seemingly more than most girls? We discuss this and more with special returning guest Nathan Scher on this special episode of The Overthinkers. Hello, thinking people's thinking people. Welcome to The Overthinkers, home for the creative intellectual. I'm your host, Joseph Holmes, filmmaker, film critic, and resident casual gamer. And with me, as always, is my gregariously gamophilic co-host. Nathan Clarkson, actor, author, filmmaker, and resident avid gamer. Mm. And, of course, back with us again is our tech wizard and maestro of memes, Nathan Chair, or Nathan A. Nathan A, welcome back. <laughs> That's some inside baseball stuff right there. Yes, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Or some if you watch the cartoons in the 50s. <laughs> <laughs> We're actually all very old. No, <laughs> no one knows that. Exactly. We, 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 uh, we, um, have, we, we look very young for our age. Yes, exactly. It's, exactly. it's a very curious case. Also, I should hey. say that, because um, uh, he won't say the best himself, Nathan is an avid gamer as well. Yes. Mm. And so we have two different games. And by the way, we're both on different systems and play different kinds of games. So we encompass the full the full gamut of game players and gamers. On exactly, this. on the whole spectrum. Really avid gamers and ap- gamer appreciators. Yeah, I was going to say, as sometimes gamer, you you watch... Uh, I watch a lot of people play video games. Yeah, which is a very popular thing. It is a very popular thing. Any case, if you are... Blah, 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 um, yes. You can edit that later. Uh, we can, yes, edit that out. Or not. <laughs> or just put it on a loop to embarrass me. Because yeah. you <laughs> You'll never know. Exactly. Yeah. Well, Until it's too late. Until it's too late. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, if you guys like the brand of having fun talking about deep subjects that we do on this podcast, uh, where can people find more of that? They can find more of that at the overthinkersjournal.com. You can find out more about us, what we do, articles, insights, live events. And they can also go to our awesome private Facebook group called the Overthinkers, where we have hundreds and 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 hopefully hundreds of people <laughs> all having great discussions, posting memes, articles, videos, and talking about all the stuff that we talk about on this podcast. We'd love to have you go to the Overthinkers Facebook group. And also, if you enjoyed the podcast, please give us a... Um, um, a review. It helps us so much and share with a friend. And please write us a note. We love hearing from you guys about what the next episodes you want to do, what you thought about last episodes. It's so much fun to hear from you. Um, and that should do it for now. Awesome. Very cool. Anything to add, Nathan A? Hey. There. I would expect nothing less. Mm. So cool. All right. Now on to my notes. So today we are back on a couple of our favorite topics. Today we're combining issues of gender and video games. Ooh. Yes. So it's a cliche to say that video games and sports are a guy thing more than a gal thing. But the cliche is a cliche for a reason. More men play video games than women, 59% to 41% according to Statista website. And when men do play video games, according to New Zoo and Journal of Educational Research, they play more often and spend more money on games and game equipment. Same goes for sports. According to a study published by the Journal of Evolutionary Sciences, a cross-cultural analysis shows that even in countries where women have equal opportunities to participate in and watch sports, women ignore sports typically in favor of non-competitive physical activities like yoga. Men's love of sports and video games often is a cause of confusion and concern for their loved ones and larger culture, whether it's fearing boys will become addicted to video games or injured in sports, or general distrust of encouraging competitive and violent games, when the thinking is we should be promoting more empathy and cooperation-focused behavior. Alternatively, people often see gender differences as largely cultural, see gender gap as seen as often as a result of sexism, and something to be corrected. So, Nathan A., starting with you. Why do you love video games? And do you think the reasons you love video games are indicative of why guys like video games more more generally? I mean, I like video games because they're fun, simply put. Okay, everybody, that's a wrap. <laughs> that's a very good... <laughs> but everyone has a different uh, definition of what is fun. Yes. Why do so many guys find video games fun? Well, really, I think video games appeal to our desire to creatively solve problems. Because with, mm. with every guy, you bring them a problem, they want to solve it somehow. And what's more, they want to solve it in a way that fully expresses themselves and their abilities and their know-how as they do it. And video games very much do that because video games always put you in some situation. They're like, okay, you're in this situation. 
here are your tools. Here's what you can do. Here's what you can't do. Now show us how you get from point A to point B. And so, yeah, video games just can capture that perfect perfectly. That's interesting because there's you know, it's the old um, comic routine, right? Right. Yes. You know that women want to talk, and and by the way, I'm not endorsing this fully. Yes, I'm just yes, saying yes, this yes. is an old trope comic routine that women want to talk about problems, and they want to you know want want to, and men want to fix things. Right. Well, let's fix right. the problem. There was a great video a while ago. Ah, yes, I remember you um, showed, showed us this. Yeah, one. this. If if you've been married, you'll find this very funny. Where <laughs> um, I, I don't want to give away, but it's about a woman with a nail in her head, and rather than the man keeps on saying, "Well, just take the nail out." I think the nail is a problem. He goes, oh, "Well, you just want to fix things." I want to talk, <laughs> about, <laughs> which is funny. I just want um, to talk about how it feels. Like, yeah, but you could fix it. It is not about the nail. Yes. So, but going, it is a stereotypical thing yeah. that um, many men across a, across a wide spectrum like to solve things, like to yeah. fix things, like to, and video games, you can put all the, the story and the music and the interesting aesthetic on it. But at the end of the day, you are solving a puzzle. You're mm-hmm. doing something, yeah. you're solving something, whether that be uh, solving how to stay alive or how to survive this next thing or how to cross the bridge or how, whatever it is, there is this solving aspect that us guys really enjoy to take part in. We like fixing, figuring things out. And it's not just solving problems, it's getting rewarded for solving such ah, problems. Yes, it's yes. that dopamine. Yes. Wait, is it dopamine or is it a... I think What's it's dopamine. Do- dopamine is the thrill uh, chemical. And so serotonin much, yes. is the... Yeah, and serotonin the is the relaxing, yes. So yeah, thank you. So it makes you excited when you yes. when you triumphantly fix and solve something. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, that's actually an excellent point. There's a CNN article. I think I'm losing. I want to actually reference the actual... One, I have them on my phone now. Maybe I'll actually get to it. Nope. We I, believe in you, Joe. You believe in it. Do I, I don't know if I yes. do. Yes. <laughs> yes. No, CNN article, video games stimulate men's brains more than women's. And it's about that whole article is basically about that very thing where it's like, okay, men feel rewarded when they solve problems, particularly ones that are visual and spatial. Interesting. And so it's like, and also just rankings and ex, being ex, coming excited about, oh, I've achieved this new level of success on this next I check my ladder. stats every day because I want to make sure I'm above other exactly, people. Exactly, exactly. It's going to be the checking <laughs> status, but not just comparing it to others, but comparing it to yourself. Oh, and absolutely. Having, it's like, and there's very clear markers for status and success where it's like, okay, I got this higher ranking. I got to this next level. And so that, for some reason, it seems that men's or brains are wired to want to track that success for themselves and to get rewarded for it in that way. Now, I'm going to comment and yes. say, I think that that, uh, re- read the title of that article again. Yes. I'm okay. going to comment on the title of this article and how I think it might be misleading. Yes. Video games stimulate men's brain more than women's. So I think yes. in the title that that would lead the average person to believe that video games inherently, the art form of video uh, games yes, yes, yes. inherently appeal to men's brains uh, or stimulate men's brains over women's. And I think that video games just in concept is just an art form that can be displayed many, that's like like saying movies stimulate men's brains uh, more than women's if the only kinds of movies that were ever made were action guy films right. with a lot of male so gaze and stuff. Yeah. And so I think the art form, and this is something that I, I actually would love to see more of. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've noticed that, because uh, I do want to talk about the the differences, why are there so many men playing video games and why there's so few women? And I think that some cultural critics have it right, that, yes. that it isn't a welcome place for women. But I don't just think that's because there's so much violence and sex in video games. I think a lot of it's because there aren't many video games. They're um, made towards the preferences. At, yeah, of, yeah. Of yes. more, yeah, more feminine people. And, um, and <laughs> I just had just the thought popping in my head. It was funny. For are, you, are, are you going to share it with the group? I'm not. <laughs> okay, all right. You're live TV folks. You, yeah. just, you can't, you can't um, get on them on It's head. just the, the giggles got me because it's something someone said. Anyway. Um, yeah, giggles. I know the giggles got me. But all that to say is I remember when I was trying to share my love of video games with my wife. Yeah. And then even before that with my sister. Yes. And there, and you know, I would show them how cool these games were and look, you can pick up this and you can shoot that. Yeah. And you can do this. They're like, oh, that's really cool. I like that. But it didn't capture them. Right. Like, like I wanted it to, I want them to go, Oh, and this is my thing now. But all of a sudden I figured out what to do. And there, I found this game that did. And the game is called life is strange. Ah, yes. And the game revolves around a, um, uh, a teenager who, a teenage girl who is going through life and right. it's about relationships and choices and mystery. And all of a sudden, both my wife and my sister were both at different times captivated, captivated by this game yeah. because, um, because it had, 
one, it had a world that welcomed them. They actually did have a main character that was um, that was yep. female and uh, and it captured that experience. Who likes to grow? What it's like to grow up as a woman? But also, it had more than just competition and fight, 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 and kill, right. kill, 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 kill. It had relationship. It had um, in, uh, interesting story dynamics. The choice, choice matter, yeah. things like that. So it's interesting. I'd love to see more games. I think the criticism is valid. Yes, there aren't enough women in games. I don't think it's because. Um, all the guys who play games are bad and we're making unwelcome space. I think it's because there's not enough game that actually orients interest towards um, yes, that towards women. Yeah. 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 I think it's, that's, that's an interesting, it's a good point. I think bringing sports into this as well, you know, mm -hmm. I think that, you know, there, to your point, you can make two mistakes. One is to think that, you know, men are from Mars, women are from Venus. Yeah. And that they're completely separate. So like only guys like video games and girls don't. And you can make, of course, the other and say it's, it's all biological. It's all neuroscience. Which is, yeah, neither of these and things are. And the other is to say, oh, it's it's all cultural. Everything is the same. It's it's all it's all cultural. And us here on the overthinkers, we like to take the least uh, controversial stats. So we're going to say it's just a little bit of all of them. Exactly. No, but it's it's a little, but it is a little bit of all of them because you know there are certain things about sports and video games that, um, at least in their present forms, or many of them, do appeal very more towards the male brain the way it's designed. Mm -hmm. You know, first of all. You know, there is besides the whole ranking and success, like in competition with others and also yourself to mm -hmm. rank success and feel good about yourself because you have um, achieved a higher ranking. More of a more of a guy thing. And so I was like, oh, and so a lot of the video games are tailored toward that. And of course, a lot of most competitive sports, specifically competitive sports, are geared towards that um, thing. Also, another thing is men's brains in terms of bonding with other people. Oh, this is an interesting thing. Yes. Or is oriented toward bonding. So Psychology Today did an article. It's like why you prefer to be side by side versus facing towards each other. Where they have, where women tend to bond with other people by facing towards them. That's, you know, where it's like, okay, I look at you, I talk to you, and I see your facial expressions. I talk about, we talk about our feelings with each other. That's mm. how they tend to bond. Whereas men tend to bond by sitting side by side with each other, looking towards something else. Mm -hmm. Like we're all three here just sitting toward at a mic looking at a microphone. <laughs> yes. That's true. And we Which all became friends. Well, you guys are friends, but watching movies. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. No, we became friends watching movies and laughing at the same time. So it's Well, even last week I, I commented on our on our um our group text. I was like, because you guys left last week after the podcast. And after the podcast, you guys don't know this, but we played Mario Kart for like three hours and we <laughs> talked. We talked about deep stuff, about yep, all yep. sorts of deep life and personal things, but we did it while looking at something yes. together. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so that's the thing is, you know, and and this is partly, you know, it's like, oh, I can I can know more about a person by seeing how they react to the same thing I'm reacting to. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. As then I can just see what you say about yourself. Mm -hmm. So there's, anyway, and it's there's kind a, of like actions, and like actions versus words, like what speaks to you more. Basically. And again, neither is right or wrong, but just yeah. that men's brains tend to be wired in that way. To and so again, what is most competitive sports? It is you side by side with people, you know, working towards a mission, a goal. Again, men's brains are a bit more oriented towards spatial visual and goal oriented behavior. Well, and there's so, something very, uh, there's a camaraderie uh, yes, that yes. comes e even in playing a game. Like when I'm, it's funny, even when I'm playing my, my silly apex games, yes. multiplayer, you're still in a team of three and you're against every other team on the map. Yes. And there's with these people you've never met before. Um, but there's still, it's your team yes. and you get mad at each other and say, you need to stay with your team or help your team or whatever it is. But there's the idea that you're on a team. And that's the thing is a lot of in video game bonding, again, I, whether it is in a room together while we're, we're talking about philosophy and culture and yeah. shared trauma. And then also while we're playing video games, but also online gaming, yes. you know, like you said, you're competitive, you're working on a team with other people and you've told story, really funny stories. I won't share here about having like yelling at each other while playing video games. And then becoming really good friends and bonding oh, yeah. afterwards. Oh, and like yeah. that happens all the time. So yeah. that kind of, so the, because it's visual spatial, because it's, we're looking at something while we're bonding, both yes. sports and view games share that aspect of, of leaning towards male interests, at least in their present form. Yes. Now, one of the things these, some of these studies have talked about is that there's physical activity and sports that are less like competitive, mm -hmm. like there's like track racing, stuff like that. That is something that actually women tend to really be interested in and really get into. And it, it looks it look sort of like globally, like places where women are given 
more opportunity and more resources in like sports programs in school. Like that's, that tends to be a place where they get really into it because it's not strictly speaking competitive in the same way. Oh, interesting. And and like you said, with video games, when you start making video games that are not as much about ranking yourself, competing with others, I've got this bad guy over there. I'm going to smash them. Once it becomes about, um, okay, let's explore an emotional topic. Interesting. Once it becomes about, puzzle solving oddly enough and like is is one that women tend to so women what we're trying to say are better than us and (laughs) they're introspective and can actually look inside themselves and actually care about people and connections and all we're trying to do is how to status and power we're yeah we're we're obsessed with status and power and banging a nail and exactly yes that's that is what you should get from this is women are better than men as you suspected yes (laughs) i knew but, but I think that is that is an interesting aspect of this. Actually, I've been talking a lot. You were, looked like you're about to speak, Nathan A. So. I'm not even sure the thought I was about to have, but I guess part of it kind of boils down to how men and women like to clash with the, with life in general or like yes. how they express themselves through this clashing. Because like with men, again, it, when other people are involved, like when they're on teams or playing playing sports together, or playing video games together, there's this layer of creative problem solving where like, again, you have these other people that are doing this alongside with, you're learning how to express yourself within the context of these other people. And so again, there's a clash. There's like, you have these three distinct ideologies together and it's like, okay, I need to learn how to work with them or right? I need, you need to learn how to oh, work against them. I need to learn how to be myself within the context of these things. So again, there's this kind of like more aggressive clash when it comes to like guys learning how to express themselves within the context of video games or sports or whatever. But with women, it's more like, they don't, they have less of inter- interest of like clashing actively with another person, but it's more like trying to clash with, I don't know, themselves in a sense. Cause like going back to yeah. the whole like track meet thing, it's like, okay, you're, you're trying to like beat yourself as opposed to trying to beat someone else. You're trying to like look more inward and trying to clash with that mm-hmm. as opposed to trying to find yourself by beating yourself over the head with someone else. Inter- it's so- this interesting concept of like what ironing versus sharp, ironing, like ironing, sharpening, ironing looks like. Because for guys, it's like literally with other people clashing against what, like clashing against other guys playing this video mm. game or doing the sport or whatever. But with women, it's more like I'm sharpening my own iron within myself in a way. If that's, that makes sense. That's, this is very stoic, actually. I've been yeah. reading all about the stoics. And Tell so, us about the stoics. Again, women are better than men because they are <laughs> actually able to better themselves without going and smashing themselves into other people. But it's but there's something I also want to say. Oh, yeah. go ahead if you have more thoughts on this because uh, I will be. You're removing. Well, I think it's a, well. I we'll see. If, I don't know. We'll we'll see because I have a different track we could take this conversation too. Which is, I mean, this is an interesting thing about that um, about questioning. Okay, so are does this mean like women are better than men? Yes. If, if, <laughs> or are just different? Is this just a different way of operating in the world? Whenever people say you're different, really that you're trying to say is someone's better here, but we don't want to say <laughs> that. Different. But is this I not like true it. in this case? Was that one of the, but go, go, go ahead with the track you're well, going on. I'm going to go with, which is something interesting to me. I, I wrote a book a while ago, a little plug called Good Man. And I explore sure, this yeah. concept of what makes up a good man, what, what lies in the soul of men. And so this isn't as much a commentary on who women are, because right. I, I you know, that is a whole different thing. And I'm not a woman, but I can speak to men. I've known men and I am a man. And I researched. You are. I am, yeah. <laughs> and I researched. Well, it looks like I lost that thing. Yeah. <laughs> you owe me a buck. I researched uh, in scripture what God says about who men are and who men to be and all this. So it's not a commentary on women as much as a man when I wrote this book. But one of the, the very first chapter was a chapter about adventure sure, and yes. how yeah. in the heart of um, again, I'm not saying that women don't have this, but in the heart of every man that I've ever known has been a desire for purpose, meaning, and adventure to live yeah, out yes. a great story, to be in an epic, to, um, uh, to have their life matter, to be the hero of a story. There's a reason yeah. why little boys love superheroes, yeah. but they don't just love them and watch them. They go and put on capes. Yes. They go and dress up on Halloween. They go and say, I am Superman because in the heart of every little boy, when he watches a superhero film, he wants to be that superhero. Yeah. And so video games do something that is that is very often not a reality in life today. I think a lot of men are stuck in nine to five jobs or they feel totally unappreciated doing things they don't love or they don't have a job at all or whatever it might be. They're uneducated or they are educated and they're constantly being used or whatever it might be. I do feel like the modern world has gotten us to a place where men don't feel like they are living into this idea of hero and adventure and epic story. 
So when video games come along, they offer us this chance to do that. Yeah. Yeah. They say you can live into a story. It might not be in your real world for right now, but you can not only watch, because we love watching movies, we're movie oh, people, yeah, yeah. but you can the actually something play extra. immersively as yes. the character. You can level up your character and discover and find and save. You can play in this adventure. So I think that goes straight to the heart of why men love both video games and sports, because I do think it's the same in sports. You can accomplish, you can yeah. uh, uh, prevail. I heard someone once say as a quote from someone a while ago that said, uh, sports, um, oh, I'm gonna mess it up. Uh, I say this a lot. Uh, uh, I'm not sure which thing you say. Sports, sports, sports are- um, Simulated. Simulated sim- war. Oh, simulated war. Sports yeah. are simulated war. And and we a lot of times we think that men love war stories because we're inherently violent. No, it's because we want to be yeah. fighting against evil and to be yeah. a hero and to do things good. And that's what sports and video games offer us, a way yes. to actually engage with a story, even if it's just an hour or two and the story is defeating the other team or if yeah. it's over the course of you know a year playing through this, we want to be the hero. And so video games and sports offer us this mm-hmm. ability to do that. Yeah. And also, it's funny that you've mentioned like work and like our trauma and the tension we have with that, because I think the same satisfaction that we get out of video games is also the same satisfaction satisfaction we get out of work, or at least are supposed to get out of work. Because mm. we like to compare like video games to yes. work, it's like apples and oranges. It's like, oh no, you're playing video games, it's getting in the way of work. You should, you're not working at all. Like, why are you doing this? But yeah. I think the reason we flock to video games so much is because they give us the satisfaction that in a perfect world, like if the kingdom oh. was here, we would get yeah. that out of work. Because what is work? Is you're given a problem, you're given a role, and then you said, and then you're told, okay. How do you creatively solve this problem? How do you creatively yeah, fulfill this role? Deep. And yeah. how do you get satisfaction out of doing this? Like, how do you express yourself by doing this thing that you've been presented with? And video games do that. And like we said before, they reward you for doing that. And like, you get that high out of doing that. But sometimes the problem with work, like work in real life, though, is like you do it, but you may not get the same sort of satisfaction or the satisfaction that you should be getting. Because at the end of the day, work is supposed to be fun. When God was in the, in the garden with Adam, the work back then was fun. But then the fall happened and work stopped being fun. But like, Work and play are meant to be the same thing at the end. So of the day. video games fill the need. Yes, that work was supposed to, yes. but doesn't for most of us mm-hmm. in the world. That's that's great. No, I, I absolutely agree. There's um one of the problems you have today. One one of the things they talk about with what makes work, what causes burnout, is when you have work that doesn't feel um fulfilling. And one of the or things meaningful or, or meaningful. And one of the reasons is that a lot of how the because we've work has become so specialized, people don't see the results of their work mm. in the way that they used to. And so usually seeing the results of your, your work is part of how you get satisfaction out yeah. of it. You know, it's like you're a blacksmith, you make something, yeah. okay, you've created a sword, you give it to somebody, and like you can, in some cases, actually see them use it. And mm-hmm. so you see that your work had an effect on the yes. world in but some positive the world, way. The thing is, work is still having an effect on the world, but you are so many of layers, layers away, away from it you don't actually see it in a video game you actually see the results of yeah. your work that's why some of the most popular video games are games that literally simulate life like like sims or animal wow, crossing yeah. that's, that's, actually, that's right stores. i actually but you see somebody, it actually make an effect on i the world actually asked somebody what's the appeal to animal uh to animal crossing mm-hmm. a while back and they said it's like you actually get to aco- have tasks and get to accomplish them mm-hmm. that's, well, it's interesting and that's of, not just a guy thing girls no yeah oh, absolutely. Yes. Human thing. yeah yes um it absolutely is but it's interesting none of us us are these guys but a lot of guys will work all week long and then on the weekends go and play sports with their friends yes. yeah now we go and play video games, watch movies. Which is, <laughs> yes. So if you're listening to this and you play sports, that's great too. We just don't do it. But we you're don't have welcome ma- this is why we don't have as many examples from sports <laughs> as we do from video games. We're really trying. <laughs> sports, go sports. But I think, yeah. like, one of the things I think is, is that, again, we can look at this and one of the reactions is like, okay, well, why can't men just be different? <laughs> it's mm. like, you know, this, 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 this need to... And, and one of the things that I, I, I think about is about video games and sports, it is still one of the few places where men can get this kind of satisfaction. We talked about jobs, but also mm. school is not intentionally so, but it is designed a bit more towards, especially early ages, towards female temperament. Well, I believe that linguistic females are graduating college at a much higher rate. Yes, they are. Well, that's part of it, again, from an early age, again, it's high, more linguistic, more verbal, more, you know, it's for people who have, you know, don't have as raging testosterone, so can sit still for long periods of time. Was not me. Yeah. Well, yes. Again, I had hashtag, raging ADHD. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is again another thing that more, um, more often hits boys. Interesting. And so the so school is much more geared towards the giftings and personalities of women. 
Church is also much more geared towards the giftings and personalities of women. How do you bond and build community in church? You sit around in a circle to talk to each other about your feelings. So men will go to the sermon, but then they'll connect with nobody. But we'll connect with nobody. Exactly. They'll listen to lecture and say, if if they respect the pastor, but then they're like, oh yeah, they they won't connect with anybody. Because there's no opportunity to do so. There's no work to do. Exactly. There's no work to do to actually bond with other people. Because a lot of times men... And it's part of our makeup, I believe, feel useful by the work and the things we accomplish. Yes. Right. I can provide this for you. I can do this for you. And I but I say it's two things. I do think men need to learn to actualize their value outside of oh, all absolutely. these things. Yes. A lot of times like, ah, oh, it was evolution too bad. He's got to be this. I'm like, no, men can grow. Yes. Um, so I always fall somewhere in between all the debates. There is toxic masculinity. Oh, absolutely. And men can absolutely grow. But there is also innate things in us that I think is at the heart of every right. life. Like so, all I was saying is that part of these things we're saying, oh, look at these things in video games and sports. Yes. This is not simply something wrong with men. Yeah. This is something also right with men. Or it can even be changed okay. about men. And well, yes, yes, it can. And sometimes, but I think- No, I, I think it can't be changed about men. What I'm okay, saying. it can't be changed. Yeah. Yes, exactly. You can't change. It's like, There's I something that you cannot change. The idea that men want to be adventurers. Mm-hmm. That's a good thing that was put there by God, not mm-hmm. by the yes. fall. It's a future, the, not a bug. Exactly. The fact that men want to um, want to- take a look at the world and say, I want to make something out of this. Make it I, better. I want to yeah. make it better. I want to be a steward of this world. I want to, there's a garden. I want to make it grow. So the fact that there's a mission and there's like things in the world, the fact that women are relationship are more, tend to be more relationship oriented and guys tend to be, Oh, here's a thing. Here's a widget. I want to fix that and make that work. That is a feature, not a bug. Mm-hmm. And by the way, if, if you are someone oh, who awesome. is not yes. falling in these stereotypes, that's okay. That is also okay. You are designed by God wonderfully and As beautifully. Well, exactly. Uh, so we're talking It's always difficult when you're board. talking about like generalities where we're saying, why do men tend to like- There's a huge part of me w- that is completely feminine. Oh, absolutely. And, Same. And it could be because I grew up with very strong mother and sister figures oh, in my so, life, so. or it could just be innate to who I am, but all of us will not fall perfectly within the uh, any of these categories. Well, absolutely. I mean, like, look, I mean, you talk about, you know, you know, you know, women tending to grow up more verbal. It's like, you know, like, like most of us, like I grew up an extremely verbal. I mean, look at us. We just talk. literally spend our time talking (laughs) on a podcast. And so, but it does tend to be that, anyway, this is, this will be another discussion. Like our (laughs) men and women differ on another podcast. But I think one of the thing is, the two things that I think are interesting is one, there are, do seem to be some cultural and some innate um, difference of preferences of reasons why men have this thing that, they like sports and video games and tend to more. And part of it is the types of video games being played yes. and types of sports being played. And part of it is other more innate things, but it's also, and it's also sometimes cultural and it's not automatically a bad thing. Yes. And that needs to be changed. That or needs fixed. to be changed yeah. or fixed. Mm-hmm. Now, again, places where it can go bad, these things, anything good can be perverted, can be perverted. and used. Yes. In fact, the better and more powerful thing is, the more uh, powerfully for evil it can be used. In the words of C.S. Lewis, because we haven't talked about C.S. Lewis. Yeah, oh, about five minutes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. up again. Um, you don't get uh, demons from gnats, but from archangels. Um. So one of the things that is, you know, again, you talked about sort of, you know, the um, men who sort of have this phenomenon of trying to keep women out of video games, the gatekeeping that yeah. has gone on. And that's been like, and a lot of harassment that has happened because of that. And part of that is a fear that, you know, when women will come into this, they'll change it. Or, or and, change us. Or change us. We will be asked to change. And, you know, there's, I mean, and, and, and you know, there's, there's a whole controversy that's come around, you know, because there, there's people who are clamoring to put easy modes on movie, on games like um, uh, Dark Souls. And so then I just don't play it. I don't, I'm yeah. scared because <laughs> okay. I can't do it. <laughs> well, and, and so there's a certain degree of like, part of like Dark Souls has become a thing where it's like, oh, it's, it's like male initiation. I show that I am a hardcore gamer by the fact that I can beat this game. Mm-hmm. And this whole thing of like, we should give it an easy mode. It's like, no, then it won't be a way for me to mark how well that I have. Interesting, how, I thought about that. And so- This is a real thing? This is a yeah. real thing. It's a real controversy huh. in the new game world. And so there's a sense of like, okay, as more women come in, then it's going to change video games from being a place where I can express my masculinity because I can't actually do that in many other places in life. Now, so the thing is, people are then using that fear responding to that fear by being horrible people <laughs> yeah. yeah, and, and treating other people like they're not creating the image of God. And so mm. there's that things that's, that's a way that sort of, then also, like you said, 
people can use video games as a substitute for actually finding meaningful work into the world. Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes video games can be meaningful work, like if you're you know doing stuff on YouTube or you're doing esports mm-hmm. and things like that, where it's actually giving people some a way of having collective joy. There are ways of doing oh, yeah. video games and having meaningful yeah. work. In fact, I'm writing a whole book about it. You are writing a whole book yeah. about it. Well, I'm sure we will not hear about that anytime in the next few years as you get published. <laughs> I, well, we'll see. We'll yeah. see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got to finish it. Yeah, finish it first. <laughs> yes, exactly. I know about that. Mm-hmm. Finishing things thing. Um, so that's again. So using it as like a substitute for other things. Um, and like, as we talked about before in our, um, uh, is being a nerd bad for you? If you as a substitute for forming other relationships and not a mean of forming other relationships and a substitute for meaningful work instead of a way of doing meaningful work, those are ways it can go bad. And this will be brought up and I'm sure in another podcast when we talk about men and women and the whole, you know, um, gender war um, that has been going on. Stay for, tuned. For every, we'll talk yeah. about that at some point. Yeah. But I, I talk about this in my book, how, um, there's just a lot of talk of toxic masculinity. Yes. And a lot of times video games As and sports are, are looking at that and they're saying, well, men are violent and they're sexist and they all these things. And, you know, part of me was like, no, no, we're not. We're great. You know, <laughs> um, and, but no, there men can be toxic. Just like humans can be toxic. Yeah, exactly. can be toxic. Everyone can be toxic, but there is a particular kind of toxicity yeah. that exists. Because men and women have some differences. There and are men. ways that men are particularly toxic in their own way. Look yeah. Through, yeah, five minutes of history, you'll see that <laughs> yes. men can be absolutely toxic. Um, but the answer to that has been, we need to get rid of men or right. the nature of men yes. rather than we need to call men to actually live out who they're meant to be. So yes. I talk about design a lot that I, I'm someone who believes in God and believes that God designed us to be something. So toxic masculinity, um, the problem isn't, uh, uh, that men it's that men aren't living up or into who they're created to be. Right. And so a lot of times I think we look at video games and, and, and say, oh, there's violent, there's sexism, all this. And, um, and forget, I don't know exactly where I'm going with this. No, no, yeah, we, we, we're trying to fix the masculinity part rather than the toxic part. Yes, yeah. exactly. And I think that video can be a great place for men to yeah. experience fixing, protecting, um, yes. uh, adventuring, yes. loving, learning. Yeah, they can actually teach you positive ways to do that. Yes. yes. And I think there is a, there's a thing, like again, uh, there are games like I don't play. I don't defend every game. Oh, there are games to encourage. Well, I don't defend every movie either. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or book. You know, but a lot of times video games is funny when you say defending video games. A lot of times we think of monolithically, like we're defending yeah. every game, which is interesting. Well, it's, it's funny. I, when, when I was well, like, when I back before superheroes were mainstream, when I defended superheroes, people kept asking me to defend the character, the Punisher. It's like, no, like no, I, no, I'm not going to defend the Punisher. <laughs> I think he's horrible. He literally goes around shooting people. Like you know, you yeah, have that's not been, the opposite of Superman. Yeah, it's like I like Superman, who's not so like so. Yeah, absolutely. There is something again. Video games have all just about become mainstream in a sense, mm. and I think. But the thing is, anything that's not mainstream is going to be known as its stereotype for a oh, long that's time. True. That's it just true. always happens. Uh-huh. Like it, it always happens whenever there's a new thing that happens, yeah. and so you just have to like wait it out yeah. and just outlive all the people who stereotype yeah. it. Um, I think that that I think that there is a, a tendency, oftentimes, with also like men like us who again, have some of those more feminine attributes of being early on highly linguistic, higher sort of maybe an agreeableness or empathy or things like that, to actually to, to fall into that trap of saying all these things that other men are like that we don't share, that's the thing that's toxic masculinity that we need to get rid of. Mm. And so I think that oftentimes, you know, that we can fall into that trap too. And again, but that's where we are always, again, we have to always be in communication with each other. Yes. Why don't you talk to each other? Because like if as long as you actually get to know people who are different from you, you yeah. can say, okay, that's how we know what aspect of this is toxic and what aspect of this is just a beautiful way that God yes. has created other people to be there is that you don't have to share. And of course, part of the reason people like us have done that is because it's happened to us first, where it's like, yeah. oh, because you are like being in drama, you're not a real man. Yeah. You know, yeah, and so, yeah. and so we, you're creative artistic. Create, creative artistic, exactly. Gay or yeah, or right. yeah, whatever. And, percent, and so so, but we have to always, again, you know. Just like any, all every story about every hero that's ever been, you know, you don't let the fact that other people have treated you badly be yes. an excuse to treat other people badly. Yes. Yeah. This. But I, but again, all this to say, yes, video games and sports, um, yes, they have. There are negative attributes to these right. things, over the competitive, whatever. But ultimately, I do think that there's a reason. The reason that guys, on a whole, yes. play video games and play sports is because it's. I watched this TikTok recently. And it was actually kind of just heartbreaking. And it was this this girl, girlfriend or wife who was playing a prank on her husband. And she goes in the middle of his game and she turns off his um, his Xbox. And 
you can tell he's just, he's just very upset. And she's like, I'm just kidding. You're not spending time with me. Why'd you do, uh, why are you so upset? And, uh, and it was, it's kind of heartbreaking. And he's so frustrated. He looks at her and says, this is all I have. And you're like, your heart breaks. Is this supposed to be like a funny TikTok? Oh, and he goes, this geez. is all I have. And so I think that for a lot of men in the world today, and I know that women face similar things, but video games and sports are the one place yeah. that we can have adventure, that we yes. can live in a great story, that we can accomplish, we can find camaraderie, yes. um, we can find friendship. And so that is ultimately the reason why I think that guys like sports and video games and why I think it's a good thing, as long as we're paying attention to um, uh, any toxic elements, but I think ultimately his heart is a good thing. Yes. Yeah. That's, wow. Man, I wanted to have something to say after that, but I think you pretty much sapped it up. That's sure. Any yes. guys, yeah. a joke? Uh... No, I, no, I think I think he's, yeah, when, when I, I say when I think about video games, what I love about video games, it is the fact that I, and it's interesting, another like funny a- anecdote is that men tend to, according to Nuzu, men tend to really like open world video games. Mm. Or and I think that that's an interesting thing because God put us essentially, you know, again, this is gonna sound really bad, in an open world video game at the beginning of time where it's mm. like, okay, here's a whole world for you to either, you know, to to rule over in the best sense of the world. Explore, explore, discover, discover, enjoy, make, enjoy, make it better. And, you know, and and make it your own in a way that's beautiful. And so and I, if there's fractured bits, you have, you are tasked with repairing, them. repairing, fixing, and saving. And I think that that is to the idea that you can be the hero of your story and um, is a thing that we're supposed to be. It's a good part of us. It's a good part of humans. Mm-hmm. And I think that video games, it's a wonderful thing that they've given a vision and a way of doing that. I think that it would be, it would be beautiful if we were able to find ways in the rest of society um, to give us ways to do that in the rest of the world as well. I think in sense, the rest of the world, we sh- society, we should make a little bit more like video games. So video games and sports are not the only places that we can do that, perhaps. All right, that's a thought. Thanks. Nathan May, closing Nathan statements. Closing statements. Mm, bouncing yeah. off what you said, I think part of the whole concept of like, we have this instinct of wanting to be a hero of our own story, it's a good thing. And also, I think we also need to acknowledge that it's not necessarily always a pure ego thing. Sure. Yes. Like, yes. yes, you're the hero of your own story, but at the same time, you're not the creator. Like when you're a video, yes. video game, you're like place. You're like this video game revolves around you, but obviously you're not the one who created the story. You're still like placed within this context. You're placed within these rules, and you're happily enjoying the fact that you're placed in these contexts. And these rules. Yes, you're not simply playing this game, being like, "Oh, I want to be the creator of this game. I want to like revamp all this. I want to do the X, Y, and Z." It's like, no, I. I'm in this. I'm this character that's placed in this context, mm. made by this other person, and I'm yeah. going to learn to understand how this other person thinks and acts and behaves based on what he's put in front of me. And I'm going to like learn how to express myself in this context. I'm going to learn how he expresses himself by by these restrictions and boundaries mm. put on me. That's excellent. It becomes a way of praising ultimately the creator. Yes. When there's a good game by living well in the world, he's given. Yes, yes. exactly. It becomes a way of praising. So it's like it's part of your it's your ego, but also it's beyond your ego as well. It's like yeah. it's acknowledging someone else's presence in that. Again, it's like goes back to this whole collaborativeness. And I think part of the appeal of video games or any of this sort of any of this sort of stuff is that it holds us accountable. And when we say accountability, it can also it can often be a very scary word, but at mm-hmm. the end of the day, being accountable just means you're in contact with someone, you're communicating with someone, mm. you're talking with them, you're communicating with them. You're like, even though you're strange, your weaknesses, your feelings, your thoughts, your ideals. And then they're like doing the same towards you and helping you find your way down that path of like being better and growing and whatever. Like, and when it comes to toxicity, I think that's like the best way we can combat it. It's just like holding each other accountable as opposed to like wanting to get rid of the thing entirely. It's just no, like, no, we communicate with each other. We acknowledge the nuances. And then we just work accordingly within those boundaries. Like you work accordingly within the boundaries of, video, of a video game. Mm. Well, amen. Amen. Yes. All right. So now that we have solved that problem and answered all everything there is to say about that question. Write us and tell us how wrong we were. Exactly. Exactly. Do that. Write us and tell us how long we were at uh, the Real Overthinkers. Uh, just go to the Overthinkers Journal. The Overthinkers Journal. Yeah. Yeah. We have a whole thing. Yeah. All right. Now we will move on to... Uh, blesses and curses. So, uh, does anybody have something video game or sports related that they want to bless and or curse? I do. 
Yeah. All right. Uh, one, I, I think I've probably blessed both these things before, but one, I'm going to bless my favorite multiplayer game that's pretty much a sport. Actually, is an e an e sport. E-sport? Yes, yes, yes. Um, I think I know what you're talking about. It's well sitting literally. It's just, oh, you guys can't see. Across the I, it's it's literally on the screen because I didn't turn it off. Uh, it's called Apex Legends. Um, this has a lot of interesting things to talk about for yes. me. Uh, I like to bless this game. One, it's just a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, two, I do love the team aspect. I love that it builds you, uh, that you're not just dropped in alone. You have to rely on your team to show you loot, to protect you, yep. to make, to watch out for bad guys, whatever it is. I love that there's this team element. You have to work with other people. And, they, and you know, control-wise, create this ingenious way that you can point things out and you can, t- you can communicate with each other even if you're not talking. So I love that there's that. I love that it's imaginative. There's this whole world. And one of the things again you all drop in as different characters and every one of those characters has a different power yeah now you and i we've talked talked about this this before yeah and we'll we'll have to do a whole podcast on this but there's something beautiful about everyone having a unique power that you can use in conjunction with each other and so i just think that's another aspect why sports and uh this game is just really really cool and actually builds creates for great bonding humility um and 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 camaraderie and um so i i love apex legends i'm also going to bless the game um Red Dead Redemption 2 and Mm. Redemption 1. It's just, it's beautiful. It's redemptive. It's human. It's real. It's authentic. And aside from that, the graphics, the aesthetic, the music, it's just, it's unbelievable. I played it for over a year just this game and never got tired of it. Wow. And it, it goes straight into wanting adventure and purpose um, and to do the right thing. It deals with morality so beautifully, which is why I'm going to curse a game I probably curse on this podcast. Um, called cyberpunk there was uh, yes. so yes, much hype around cyberpunk everyone's talking about it. it's big it's supposed to be the biggest game in the world it had a terrible rollout keanu, keanu reeves was in it <laughs> it was just supposed to be the most amazing i got it i got my hands on a copy because it all sold out somehow i got my hands on a copy a couple hours and i was like i'm done the characters were uninteresting there was wow. no morality and it was all the worst things they say about video games wow. it was violent and sexist and it, and aside from that, it just wasn't well written. Wow. There, it, it didn't. The main character wasn't trying to accomplish something good or save the world. He was trying to get more money, and he was <laughs> trying to be a criminal. And I'm like, why would you think this would appeal even to, uh, you know, to non-believers? This is not going to appeal to the heart of men. Yeah. And I, I, I know there's, you know, caveats. I'm GTA is fun. I'm sure I never played it, but. At the, at the heart of it, it's, there's nothing here that entices me to want to be a better person, a hero, or to. It was just okay. So I guess we go shoot up and steal this thing, oh, and gosh. here's another strip club, and it's just like, oh come on! It just it played to all the tropes that video games get criticized for. And if you played this game and nothing else, you'd say, yeah, that's true. So I'm cursing cyberpunk. I'm sorry. Just to me, it wasn't good. Although I haven't found many people who enjoyed it. So I think yeah, I think you're territory. pretty safe. Yeah. I think you're pretty safe territory yeah. there. <laughs> How about you, Nathan? Uh, for me, I bless the franchise Kingdom Hearts. Mm. Ah, yes, that's mm. a good one. Amen. Mm. Yeah. One well, of my all-time favorite franchises. It's one of the earliest, not the earliest video game I played, but like it's a game that's a staple of my childhood. Same. I love the story. I just, I love the themes. It's a game that's, it's a franchise that's both really dumb and really deep. <laughs> yes. And that's like all I can like want to aspire to be as a person. And so much nostalgia. Yeah, so much nostalgia. Aesthetic. It like, it captures everything what I love about like Western cartoons and media because that's a Disney, but everything I love about like Japanese media because it's a crossover between like Square Enix franchises like uh, Final Fantasy VII. So like you see both those, you see both elements of East and West all wrapped up in one game. Who decided, I don't know, what genius decided, we're going to say, Disney and Final Fantasy franchise. And who and okay the same thing? Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, they but I'm glad they did. This is yeah. like the perfect that's example of like chocolate and my peanut butter. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it is. This is fan fiction come to life. Yeah. By the way, this is a unique game. I forgot to mention because I talked about Life is Strange that I've had multiple uh, women in my life actually love as well as men. Yes. Oh, one yes. of those games that everyone loves. That's yes. fantastic. Yeah. The Kingdom Hearts is how I bonded with my older sister, who, by the way, did play video games like before we played video games together. But, nice. Like, Kingdom Hearts was a game that like we really bonded on. Mm. That's fantastic. Do you have any curses? Mm. This is more, not a specific game, but more just like a concept that has been a thing in games. I don't know if it's still a proper a problem with Loot thing. boxes? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what is it? it? Loot boxes. I was joking. But oh. I don't think that's <laughs> For anyone who doesn't know, because we do have some fans who don't play video games, yes. what loot boxes are. Can you explain? Uh, basically, it's kind of like 
it's kind of pay to win, but more like gamble to win. And it says like, you're playing this game. Oh, there's this item that you really want to get. Well, the only way you can get it is by playing for it, but you're not paying for the item. You're paying for this box that has a bunch of random stuff inside it. So you may or may not get the item you want. Maybe you don't get it. So they have to keep paying for a new Apex box. Legends is a free game. And the way they make their billions and millions of dollars is loot boxes, mm-hmm. which is once you're in the free game, if you want a new skin or a new gun or, yep. or a new outfit, yep. you have to pay for it. I don't because I'm real cheap. So I just take whatever <laughs> yes. I'm given. But uh, this is, yeah, so it is frustrating. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I agree. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. So I for blessings and curses for me. All right. So I think I have. All right. So first of all, I'm going to bless. It's um, not an actual game, but it is a, a YouTube channel called Game Makers Toolkit. And I brought blessed this before, um, but I think one of the things, if you want to like learn, if there are people in your life who love video games, you want to have, get a better appreciation of sort of the video game art form. I gained much of greater appreciation of the video game art form by watching this show. And it talks about the game mechanics, how games are made mm. and what, you know, the choices that they make in video games, what stories they tell, how it makes you feel and how it makes the video game experience better. You get a, just a better idea of like what it is how, how deeply people think about the choices they make when they're making a video game and what it does mean to you and the experience you get. Just like, you know, the horror games and how they uh, they purposefully make the people who have, you know, in the protagonists in the horror games not run as fast so that you feel scary to actually it do it. Yeah. Oh no, my gosh. Yeah, I've it, always wondered. <laughs> yep. Like, it's because they want you to be terrified. Slow. It's a fear factor. Yeah, they wow. want you to be more terrified. And, and you want to give you less ammo. And so yeah. that, the, all those things. It's all, that, all thing in Resident Evil. Yeah, wow. Or to make you more scared. And so like the different choices made. And it's really made me appreciate the art form better. So if you want to understand it better, Game Makers mm-hmm. Toolkit is a great way cool. to get into that. Oh yeah, speaking of YouTube channels, I feel like it'd be remiss if I don't oh, mention yeah. this because it's a, this is an episode about guys and girls and video games. But there's this channel, this oh, popular channel called Girlfriend Reviews. Making reviews of games that her boyfriend likes to play. That's, That's awesome. hilarious. By yes. the way, uh, we've been playing she really likes Hitman for some reason, <laughs> which is about, about? Yes, yes, which is yes. about an assassin. So I feel like I should be worried that the game she's drawn to is not cool. <laughs> exactly. She wants to play the the you know international assassin who goes and takes people out. So I should be a little worried. So but. just you know breaking stereotypes all around. <laughs> but that sounds like an awesome channel. That's that's fantastic. Yes, check that out. That's that sounds amazing. Um, I will say also in the sports realm, um, one of my favorite movies of all time. I mentioned this on um the um on the podcast before is The Fighter. Because mm. that's a movie that to me um, exemplifies how sports teach you virtue about, you know, about, you know, hard work, about discipline, competition, how competition and the world of sports can be redemptive. I think that we even mentioned person. a couple of sports things. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, that's, it's a, you know, again, there are many sports movies that are about how the activity of actually going through sports is actually redemptive to the soul. Like mm. most sports well, movies look are at- like that. Um, uh, look at Remember the Titans. Yes, exactly. If you, yep. I mean, you see uh, at an at a incredibly racist, tumultuous time, people come together, form friendships and bonds. Exactly. Because, and it's not even a football movie, even though it's all about football. It's right. about overcoming our, our, our uh, biases and, and, mm-hmm. and prejudices in our heart and, mm-hmm. and making friendships and it's all around a sport. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. So I, Return of the Titans is one of the classic ones about actually showing how redemption can happen through the activity of cooperation and competition and hard work and mm-hmm. discipline and things like that. And literally friendships were forged in competition. And, yep. yeah, exactly, and, exactly. Yeah. And how that's can be redemptive force. Yep. I think for me, the fighter is 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 one of the movies that I think does that for the best. If you want to see again a version of like the redemption through stuff to see that virtues. maybe tonight, maybe tonight. I, I that was going to be one of my suggestions. Mm. So see this, you can see how the sausage is made a little bit here. <laughs> actually, actually the chili because I'm about to go make chili. Okay, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Podcast, dinner, and movie. Yeah. It's a wonderful Thursday evening. Yeah. Um, mm. Anyway, so then so those I say there is appreciating video games more, appreciating sports more, and just that sort of uh, that kind of uh, redemption through competition element. Now, for curses, I'm going to curse a movie about sports, Concussion, starring Will Smith. Oh, I totally forgot about that movie. Well, that's the thing about it is the trailer looks really good. I really like the trailer. And I think that Will Smith does a great job, you know, trying to win his Oscar best he can. <laughs> and just, you know, doing a great performance. Hasn't he won guy. one yet? No, he oh. hasn't. It's sad. It's a what? crime. It's a crime against humanity that Will Smith has not won. He should have won for Fresh Prince. Oh, <laughs> or or a pursuit of happiness. True, but, true. Uh, oh, yeah, that's true. But um, uh, but that's a movie that's about trying to show. It's trying to show the honor 
that should be due to people who play sports because they really are kind of innocent mm. modern day warriors and how we don't often treat them as such. We treat them as expendable commodities. It's like, oh, and, you know, when they get injured, we don't care about them. So it's trying to be an indictment about, about the sports. But what it ends up doing Two things. One, just kind of making sports seem sleazy, which for a sports movie, no sports person is going to want to watch that. <laughs> um, but also, it's going to, it ends up being just boring and just very generic and boring. Thou shalt not bore me. Thou shalt not bore me. I was saying this earlier. I don't care if you if your movie has total propaganda yeah, and this political care. thing or it's an eighth. I don't care if it doesn't believe what I believe. Just don't bore me. Exactly. No, exactly. And so the, if they had a, a real opportunity to do something really great and tell a story that needs to be told because it's a, a real life story about the injuries that um, football players are getting, but it was so boring and so kind of like, in a sense, nasty that it fell on deaf ears. Nobody's going to listen to what they have to say. Mm. So that's, so that's my curse for sports. I'm trying to think of, actually, I had a curse for video games, but I can't quite remember it. I think I'm probably just going to curse, um, this is not, I'm going to curse the new Mortal Kombat film. <laughs> <laughs> just because it's a lo- another long line of movies that like can't actually capture what makes video games yes. good. Which is, and it's like, and the thing is, you know, look, just write it well and have fun with it. And it's, it's, it, which it, it was like, it, that was the thing. That's another thing. I guess this is a theme today. It committed the sin of, it bored me. Yes. It was like, it was a, literally a movie, Mortal Kombat, which is literally about people with insane powers beating the crap out of each other. And I was bored by it. Yeah. Thou shalt not bore me. Thou shalt not bore me. And it's like, you know, that's again, sort of one of the things you said at the beginning is that video games are fun and fun is, you know, one of the uh, Lord of the Rings, one of the redemptive points of it is when, Gandalf laughs at Saruman. Yeah, and it's like, and the hobbits who save the world are silly. Yes, as I think is part of Tolkien's ideas is that fun, silliness, humility, simpleness is part of the redemption yes. of creation. Amen. Yep. And I think that's a, like you know, please make things that are fun <laughs> because that is part of the redemption of creation. Yep, get you being a simple soul. Mm. All right. Well, this has been great. Thank you guys for joining us for this podcast. Um, anything, if people want to reach us or you, or if we want to reach you, Nathan A., where should they go? If you want to reach me, don't. Okay, cool. <laughs> so, and Nathan one. If he does not want, consent to your communication. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But if you want to reach you or people want to reach us and tell us how wrong we are about all the things you said, where should they go? Like I said, you can go to the overthinkersjournal.com and tell us about all the things we got right and wrong. And when you want to see more, find out more about us. Again, a little plug for the group. Go to the Facebook group, The Overthinkers on Facebook. A lot of fun things happening there. We'd love to have you and join the community of fellow overthinkers like yourself. Um, I am also super excited because I am going to say on this episode, I am writing a book called The Gospel According to Video Games, Discovering the Divine Woo! in Woo! Art and Play. And so keep your eyes out for that, hopefully in the next year or two. <laughs> uh, I'm finishing writing right now, but I'm so excited. Five so if you like- Five years later. But I am super excited because I love art. I love video games. I love story. um, And I love anything that conveys all those things. I'm writing a book about it. So please keep your eyes up for that. I'm really excited. Um, And if you want to get in touch with me, go to NathanClarkson.me or search my name, Nathan Clarkson, on any of the socials, Joseph. Same with me. Search my name, any of the socials, Joseph Holmes. Also, you can find me on my website, josephholmesstudios.com. Thank you all again so very much. And remember, if it's worth thinking about, it's worth overthinking about. TTFN, talk off for now. That's you.